Hi, everybody. Um, I'm looking out, and I know a lot of you, and I'm sure a few of you know who I am. Um, but for those of you who don't, my name is Hunter Chang, and I've been a member of Kenilworth Union Church for as long as I can remember. Now, I actually didn't know I was going to come up here and talk to about two days ago. And I think that's partly because initially I didn't want to talk today. And that's not because I didn't want to talk about the church and the ministries and all the wonderful opportunities this church has. But I came to the conclusion that no matter what I say, no matter what, who I thank, I won't do this church justice. So then why am I up here? I guess I'm up here because if I could talk about one thing today um, that this church has shown and taught me, it would be faith. Now, faith is often associated with religion, and that's not entirely unjustified because religion has um, sort of given birth to this modern idea of what faith is, and I think it's important to talk about it today. But I also think it's important to acknowledge that there are two very, very important types of faith. They're not exclusive, but they're certainly not the same. The first type of faith is faith in God, and that's what most people associate with religion because it's what religion is all about, and faith has a lot of stake in religion. When people think about God, they think about faith in God, and they think about God as this safety net, or this person that will catch them if they fall, or someone who will carry you along the beach when things are hard. But that's not how I see him, and that's not because I don't think he will catch me, or because I don't think I need him to catch me, but it's because I, I picture him more I picture my relationship with him more as a relationship between an orchestra member and a conductor. Now, I've had some experience conducting, and actually, in about two hours, I have to shoot off from here to the Skokie Library to conduct the Haydn Cello Concerto. Um, but I didn't bring that up just to promote my concert. Um, but you're all welcome to come. <laughs> Four o'clock. Um, I bring it up because when I'm conducting, I'm the only one that can hear everything, that can see the big picture, that has a score in front of them and can see everything. They can't see the big picture, every one of those musicians, because of their location and their perspective. So when I'm up there and like I'm pointing and waving my arms, I'm like, I'm not trying to look awesome. I, I'm not just trying to look awesome. But really what I'm trying to do is put every musician in the best place for them to be successful and to lead them in the right direction. I want to set them up for success. Because I know that when I play in an orchestra, I actually play bassoon. So when I'm in sitting in the orchestra, I sit next to a clarinet, a bassoon, and that's all I can hear. Sometimes I can hear the trumpets behind me trying to break my eardrums. But other than that, that's all I can hear out of a 110-piece orchestra. But I look up at the conductor, and I have faith that he is setting me up for success when he tells me to play quieter or louder, and he's leading me in the right direction. And I think this is the same faith we have with God. Of course, with us, we can only know the stuff that's happened in the past. You know, we have some memories, and, you know, maybe we plan a few weeks in the future, and if you're me, a few days, which is why I wrote this speech last night. But God is the conductor, and he can see all. He can see the big picture. And I have faith that he will lead me to success and lead me in the right direction. Case in point, freshman year, I was forced to go on the church choir retreat. And I really did not want to go. 
I distinctly remember dragging my suitcase out from our house to the car, and I, I really, really did not want to go. And I was trying to think of every way I could to get out of it. I briefly considered using the library card in my pocket to slash my parents' tires so they couldn't drive me to church. But I didn't, and God led me where, to where I needed to go. And because I joined choir, because I went on that retreat, um, I developed a passion for music and arranging and composition. And as maybe some of you know, I'm actually going to Northwestern next year as a dual degree. And one of those degrees is going to be in music composition. Now, I never would have gotten there if I hadn't gone on that church retreat. God made sure I was where I needed to be and I was going in the right direction. And he made sure I had nothing sharper than a library card in my pocket. And now, what I consider to be one of the biggest parts of my life, I never would have tapped into without God leading me where I needed to go. No one could have known that I would develop a passion for composition, including myself. And that's why I never could have gotten here by myself. Now, I mentioned before I wanted to talk about two types of faith. This first type of faith, faith in God, actually helped me to find the second type of faith, a faith that is equally important but somehow incredibly different. One of my friends, she always tells me that I start half my sentences with, my dad always says. Um, and most of you know I don't talk to you enough for this to annoy you, but my dad always says, I have faith in you. I say it too now, my friends have noticed, good or bad. Um, but not faith in God, faith in you, faith in another person, faith in another human being. And that faith is just as important. Freshman year, again, Lisa Bond suggested that I, a 14-year-old kid who has no experience arranging, composing, or any sort of thing like that, and very little experience in a choir, she had me arrange a piece. That's faith. She had faith in me. A kid with a passion for music, she had faith that I could do more. And for that, I'm forever grateful in her debt. She had faith in me, 100%. She believed that I could take what I had as a passion of music and some piano training and bassoon training and turn it into an incredible arrangement. And she was 100% wrong. <laughs> that was a bad arrangement. And yet, I never want to forget it, no matter how much I beg my dad to take the video off YouTube. Lisa deserves a medal for this faith. This is incredible. But you know what? She also deserves a trophy. And every little league soccer player knows that a trophy is better than a medal. And she deserves a trophy. Because not only did she believe in me freshman year, past that terrible arrangement, she had faith in me for the next four years. All the way through bombastic conducting and terrible arrangements and just bad stuff. And she had faith in me all the way through last summer when me, as a 17-year-old kid, asked her to write and perform a piece during a liturgical service that would consist of a youth choir, an adult choir, a 20-person bell choir, a pianist, strings, brass, organ, and a pianist. That's faith. That's a lot of instruments. Um, for that, she deserves a trophy. And for that, I'm eternally grateful and in awe of her because that takes guts. That was actually one of the pieces that got me into Northwestern. So why am I up here speaking? I guess maybe it's not really to talk about faith, although I did spend a while talking about it. 
I think really why I'm up here is to say thank you. Thank you to the choir community who takes an hour every Sunday to sing and praise the Lord, and who eventually recorded one of the pieces that got me into Northwestern, a place where I found some incredible leaders, gotten to learn to be a leader, and met some of the best friends. I want to thank the music ministry for giving me the opportunity to play and perform some of my pieces. And I know, I've talked to other churches, a lot of places wouldn't let me do that. I want to thank John Bryant for being an incredible organist and just an incredible person. Tamron Kanser for being an incredible singer, soloist, which we just heard him, and friend. I want to thank the Adult Bell Choir for promising to storm the Northwestern Admissions Office and beat them with their bells if I didn't get in. Um, and I want to thank the congregation for being incredibly supportive and incredibly conducive for me to grow musically, spiritually, emotionally over the course of the past four years and for just being an incredible and accepting congregation. And I want to thank Lisa Bond for having faith in me through bad arrangements, unnecessary glissandos, and excessive percussion, and believing in me and giving me the opportunity to become who I am today. So I guess this is why I'm standing up here, to thank all of you. If you ever need someone to play piano for your party or compose for your wedding or or pump out a speech the night before. Of course, I'm willing and I will always be open to that because I am forever in all of your debt. And since I know none of you will take me up on any of those offers, although I do insist you try, I guess all I can say is thank you. So that's going to be really hard to follow. Good job, Hunter. Um, don't have too high expectations from me. But um, I'm glad I'm here today to tell you guys all about my experience with Kenilworth Union Church, because it's been a really good one. So um, Kenilworth Union Church has been an amazing community to grow up in. And going here since birth, this church has set, I'd say this church is set deep in the foundation of who I am as a person, and it's influenced me in a lot of ways. I've met some of my best friends through the church, and I formed a lot of great relationships along the way. One of the most important relationships I've made, of course, has been with God, and I think that going here has instilled me with a good set of values that have been very important in my life. Some of my earliest memories take place here. I still remember Mrs. Kippart, who led the kids' services over in the Schmidt Chapel and used to tell, the st tell stories with her puppet Nadine. I have a vivid memory of myself standing right there and singing Away in a Manger when I was four in the Christmas pageant. I remember going to the Habitat every year and being fascinated with the station where there was the sand and you had gold coins that you'd sift to find, and then I led that same station in fifth grade and taught the younger kids about it. I remember earning my Bible in third grade, playing Joseph in the Christmas pageant in fifth grade, and I'll never forget the time I climbed on top of the roof of the church when I was seven and got in trouble for it. Sorry for that. I also remember becoming close with a lot of the people in my grade, and then because we were together for so many years, and then how it was great knowing them when we all ended up at New Trier together. Through it all, though, I'd have to say that one of the main driving forces in my KUC experience has been Sylvie Pirin, um, the youth group leader and one of my good friend's moms. I first met Sylvie in seventh grade when I started going to youth group. Until then, I had only heard about her from my older brother, who told me how fun and crazy she was, and to just trust whatever weird thing she wanted to do that day, 
because they always turned out to be a lot of fun. And on the first day of JYG, when I pulled up to the manse to see that the entire front yard had been converted to a 30-foot slip and slide with a giant clear tarp spanning the whole front yard, buckets of soap, and a hose, it was clear that my older brother was right. Sylvie's who's to blame for the cool nature of youth group, or JYG as we call it. She was one of the nicest and most energetic adults I had ever met, and was the only parent I knew who would cook boxes of spaghetti not to eat, but to use for a game called Spaghetti Hairstyles, where we'd put handfuls of piping hot spaghetti onto our friends' heads for fun. She was always up for trying out or inventing new ideas for games, like human foosball, or toilet paper dodgeball, or contests to see who could blow up a balloon with our nose, or duct tape each other to the wall the fastest. She was also up for activities that some authority figures may not have allowed, like our ice cream fights in the manse. But there was a clear reason why everyone kept coming back every Wednesday and always wanted to invite their friends, and that reason was Sylvie. Being the mother of my good friend made her present in my life outside of church as well. One moment I'll never forget, because it sums her up so well, was the time that I walked into their house to find her <clears throat> overjoyed, running over to me with a strange-looking fruit called a Buddha's hand, and shouting, Jeffrey, I'm so glad you're here. You've got to try this weird foreign fruit I found. <laughs> Although I may have made her sound a lot weirder than she actually is, she's a great role model, and youth group had a big impact on all of us 7th and 8th graders. Although each week's activity seemed to consist only of fun, they always had some sort of meaning that she'd tie into them, usually relating to a lesson from church or a passage of scripture. After the games, we'd reflect in small groups on things like our relationships with God, prayer, and Christian values. At an age where most kids viewed going to church as a chore, she was able to help teach them about God and develop their faiths in a way they didn't argue with. This is why freshman year, I asked her to be my confirmation mentor. And of course, in grand Sylvie tradition, when all the other confirmands were doing quick meetings with their mentors at Starbucks, Sylvie traveled to an off-the-grid Asian marketplace so that we could cook an authentic Asian meal in her kitchen. Um, and then, so after being confirmed, I decided to become a high school helper, and I've been lucky enough for the past two years to have gotten paired with a great group of four and five-year-old kids and their parents. Each kid has their own unique personality, and it's been a joy teaching them the same lessons that I learned years ago, preparing them for the same Christmas pageant I used to do, and singing all the songs I remember, like Fishers of Men, Deep and Wide, and of course, Father Abraham. I also missed youth group so much that I joined CORE, the high school leadership team of JYG, and it's been one of the highlights of my week every week for the last few years. Although I may have spent most of the time talking and hanging out with the other CORE leaders, sorry for that, it's been a blast, and I'm really sad that I won't have those energetic Wednesday nights next year in college to amp up my weeks. Um, so thank you all for impacting me in all the ways I mentioned, especially Sylvie, Katie Lancaster, Anne Farrow, Carolyn Raitt, um, all my past Sunday school teachers, all my friends from youth group, and everyone else. I'll miss you all next year, and I'm, I'll be glad to see you all when I come back home from college. Thank you all. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Emmy Mintern, if you don't know me. Um, so my experience at KUC has been a long one. Starting when I was six months old, I was baptized by Dr. Bowen. 
Little did I know the amazing impact this place would have on me as I grew up. The next step was a joyful noise preschool where I learned exciting things like how to paint with your hands, but also met lasting friends. There was then, of course, the Veggie Tales in the Culbertson room with Dr. Bowen, which I always thought was pretty cool. My favorite part of preschool was singing ch the chapel songs, which led me to joining the Rejoice Youth Choir as soon as I could. Lisa Bond had an undeniable impact on my life as I began to learn all types of lessons through church choir. I joined with Sarah Bundra and Chiara Palmer, who soon became two of my closest friends, and I soon learned to see God through music. In fifth grade, I auditioned to be one of the three kings in the Christmas pageant. Although I had been singing in the choir for a while, I had yet to take on a big solo in front of the whole congregation. I was ecstatic to be the second king and practiced in my bedroom every night until that fateful day where I walked down this, this aisle. I'll never forget the sense of confidence that I felt being surrounded by such an incredible congregation and, I, and how I felt God in every step I took. Even though I am positive that I didn't sound as good as I thought I did, I felt supported through every step. This confidence carried me to do a variety of things as I took on my next journey. Next was confirmation. I didn't know what to think of confirmation at first. It was a long journey where I found my true beliefs and where I felt open to have those beliefs be anything. This is, one, this is one of the things that has had the most impact on me, how open-minded this church community is. Writing my faith, faith statement, I knew that I could be me, feel what I needed to feel, and knowing that gave me a sense of safety and security that I have never found anywhere else besides my own home. After confirmation, I joined the Impact Youth Group. I have been on three mission trips and am preparing to go on my fourth this summer. What stands out to me about Impact is not only the incredible opportunity I have to take a journey to a different state or a different country, but the constant feeling of compassion through these chips, trips. <laughs> Nothing is off limits in Impact. I have learned to step out, way out of my comfort zone. Sylvie has become a huge role model for me through the Impact program. I am so inspired by her openness to everyone and everything, no matter what is thrown her way. It has strengthened my faith in every way, and I feel very equipped for everything that I'm going to have to face later in life. I have met some of the best people in Impact, and I firmly believe that the best people go on these trips, and you can only become a better person from them. As I go off to college, I'm a little scared to leave KUC. The late night sleepovers where no one would actually sleep, before departing on the mission trips. The weird and crazy games that somehow brought everyone together are something that will stay with me forever. Leaving KUC means leaving something that has been such a constant in my life ever since I was a baby. Leaving KUC is a lot like leaving my own family. I can't stand up here today without thanking them for everything they have done for me. Thank you to my mom, who is the most understanding and caring person I know. No matter how many times I don't listen, or I don't do something you've probably asked me to do about 12 times, there is still love in your voice, even when you're mad. Thank you for being such an incredible role model for me to look up to. Thank you to my dad, who has somehow managed to become the best balance of funny and weird while staying grounded and strict when needed. Through you two, I've learned to work hard, play hard. There are times for fun and there is time for hard work and finding the right balance will lead you to a very happy life and great successes. I am so grateful to have been part of such an incredible welcoming community for my life, and I am so happy to know that I will be always coming back. 
To my twin brother, who has always been such a support to me and always giving it to me straight, I have yet to figure out what I'm going to do without you within a few miles of me at all times. And to my baby sisters, who are clearly no longer babies, thank you for being you and loving me even when you're mad at me for taking your clothes without asking. I feel so blessed to have such an incredible experience through KUC. Thank you for this con to this congregation for making me feel so welcome. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Jamie Mintern, or Emmy's twin brother, as you may know. Um, 17 years ago, I was right here. Um, my experience at Kenworth Union began when I was baptized by Dr. Bone. These experiences at KUC are still foggy, but they are nonetheless of great importance. From a young age, I was blessed to have such a great place where I could start my faith, learn, and have fun. As I continued with Sunday school, I found out more about youth group. And I loved it. And on Sundays, I loved hearing the sermons of Dr. Bowen, some of which I still carry with me to this day. Casey began to take on a different role for me after that. I began to see how I could take my faith and apply it to the real world. Attending fundraisers, serving at soup kitchens, packaging meals or writing letters to church members who were away at college, I found a passion for service through my faith, which I give credit to Sylvie and Katie Lancaster. After being confirmed, I felt a large sense of accomplishment, not just by looking back at all the Bible songs and psalms I had memorized, but feeling a larger sense of accomplishment for being a part of such an amazing church. In high school, thanks to my sister Emmy, I joined Impact. Going on mission trips to Panama and the Bahamas were both highlights of my high school experience. I still remember the faces of the people we helped and the kids we played in red with. I will never forget the week itself, but also I will never forget working with all my fellow Impact members. Working side by side, sharing stories and devos, I connected with others that I would never have before. I cannot say enough about the people in our church community here at KUC. I've been overwhelmed with support in sporting events, college decisions, and numerous other things. To highlight one, I want to say thank you to my confirmation mentor, Chris Joseph. Going into our projects and conversations, I expected to be talking about my own faith and what it meant to be confirmed. Sharing your own experiences with me, I was able to learn more about you, and to this day I still go to you for advice. You posted a stellar attendance to home and away in New Church soccer games this fall, and I remember pointing to you after scoring a goal at one point, which does not happen often. I'm so grateful for you and all you've done for me. But in a broader respect, I'm so grateful to be a part of a church community that is filled with people like Chris Joseph. In addition, there are two people who I don't think enough for all to do for me. First, I'd like to point out my father, Corey, or Stud Muffin, as he likes to call himself. <laughs> you and Mom brought me here 17 years ago and made sure that KUC began to play a role in my life. And it truly did. You give some of the best advice in the world, and thank you for being the other, only other male in the house growing up. Thank you for always being my number one fan, but more so for keeping me in line and always keeping me in the right direction. Next, my mom, Katie. She does everything, but so much of it goes unnoticed. From day one, you've made the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I swear. <laughs> thank you for always being there for the bad times, but also leaving, living the good ones to the fullest. 
You've epitomized putting others before yourself and have taught me how to be compassionate. I don't know what I will do without you two next year, and I'll be eternally grateful for all that you have given and taught me. Without you, I'd not be standing here in Kenilworth Union Church today. Just as KUC has done, you've taught me the importance of family. Thank you also to my three baby sisters, or two baby sisters, my twin sister Emmy, who's seven minutes older. You guys have been a great source of happiness growing up, and I can't thank you enough. For the last 18 years, KC has been a commitment, but even more a blessing. I would never trade a second or a moment of it away. This church community has taught me so much, but as I said before, made me want to use what I've learned and pursue service. To all of you younger kids here today, take it all in. Take advantage of the amazing people and opportunities that KC offers and gives you, because you will never regret it. Go to youth group and go to impact. Explore. You'll meet amazing people and learn incredible things, but you will learn even more about yourself, I promise. As I leave for college in the fall, I know it's not a goodbye and that it's a see you later because I'll always be welcomed by my Kenilworth Union community, just as I have and will continue to welcome it. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Courtney Joseph, bringing it home, okay. <laughs> when I look back at the past 18 years of my life, my life, three places I hold most dear to my heart are Hubbardwood School, Homers, and Kenilworth Union Church. <laughs> KUC has been like a second home for me as I grew up in this community. I specifically remember all those chaotic Sunday mornings that consisted of my mother Crick quickly putting patent leather shoes on my younger sister and me, and my father trying to teach my brother how to tie his own tie, but giving up quickly and just tying it himself. All that hurry just to get a good seat in a chapel so we can sit and listen to Dr. Bowen speak about something I didn't understand yet. But those sugar cookies and lemonade definitely helped me kept coming back and listen. As I grew up from little girl to young adult, KUC has always been there for me. I felt comfortable and loved as I got to develop my faith through the confirmation process. And I will never forget looking out at this congregation as we were, as we were announced official members of the church and feeling the overwhelming sense of love and community that the people of KUC exude. Impact mission trips have been some of the most incredible experiences I've had in my life so far. I am so thankful to have the opportunity for one last trip for Guatemala this summer. I've always been the kind of person that learns best by doing, and these mission trips have taught me so much about God's love and light throughout our lives by doing good for people in need. One specific memory I had that really solidified my faith in God's love was last summer in the Bahamas. My group and I, which we like to call the Trailblazers, were working on rebuilding a wall around the local pastor's home. We had only been a couple hours into the day when it began to downpour. It was raining so hard that within seconds, everyone was soaking wet, and we all had to take shelter under the tiny patio of a shed. We all waited for any hope of the weather passing, but time went on and it kept pouring rain. I felt so much sadness for the pastor and his family because we need, they needed our service to make their home more sturdy and safe, and the rain was preventing us from doing that. I thought about how unlucky this weather was, and I was angry that my family could that this family couldn't catch a break of any type of struggle. Then all of a sudden, I heard a little voice begin to sing, then another. 
I turned to my right to see the pastor's two little boys singing this hymn about God's love and how strong it is and how they love him. Although I don't remember the specific words of the song now, I remember their little voices and the sound of rain coming together in perfect harmony like it was just yesterday. In that moment, I realized just how incredible God's love can be. Because even though this family had been down on their luck for so long, they kept faith in God and knew that as long as he loves, they will be all right. I will keep this lesson with me as I go on to college next year and for the rest of my life as well. KUC has been such a blessing to have in my life, and I can't wait to come back every vacation to feel that sense of community and love again and for the cookies. Thank you. <laughs>